Welcome to We Fish ASA, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. My name is Steve Sarley, my partner is Dave Franz. We Fish ASA is always pleased to offer you conversation with the most interesting, the most informative, the most entertaining, as well as some of the biggest names in the world of fishing. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. In particular, St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion. And Daiwa, we've got your bass covered. Boy, they sure do. Daiwa Reels. We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available 24-7 every place you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can get it at our website, wefishasa.com. We Fish ASA is produced by our executive producer, Mr. Brad Nearman, down in Lando Lakes, Florida. Check him out. Berserk Productions is what he calls his operation. Hi, Brad. How you doing? On today's show, Dave will visit with our good friend, Dan Johnson from St. Croix. And he's going to get a report from U.S. Angling on the Kayak Fishing World Championships coming up. Big event. Great organization. I get to visit with a new friend, Will Davis Jr., rookie on the Bassmaster Elites. Didn't take him long to score his first victory and his first $100,000 check. Will Davis Jr., great guy. He is going places. Look forward to talking to him. But first, let me hand it off to Dave Kranz, who's going to bring on Dan Johnson. Take it away, David. As Steve said, I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast. And this segment is always brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back, Dan Johnston. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. You know, we're oh, in the middle of May here. It's pretty crazy how fast uh, things are going to roll for the summer. Before we know it, uh, we'll be in June. And your customer appreciation day is coming up. And that's always a... Uh, Good time to stop in Park Falls if you're in northern Wisconsin or eastern Minnesota or want to travel from Illinois or Indiana. There's a lot for customers to go up there and see, isn't there? It's really cool. Um, Saturday, June 17th, right there at our factory in Park Falls, Wisconsin, and people from all over, I mean, people internationally have come up to this thing. I mean, it's really, really kind of the culmination of a St. Croix having the opportunity to say thank you, especially this year, because this is our 75th anniversary. So it's really a special one. Um, the tons of people, all kinds of events. It's a one-day event. Um, we don't do factory tours that day, but everything's outside going on. And then obviously our factory store is open. Um, so there's just all kinds of uh, all kinds of activities going on. And it's, just, it's a day that everybody should attend one time and a lot of times people show up over and over again because they come once and it's so much fun plus it's great fishing that time of year so a lot of people come up and we're covered up with smallmouth and walleye lakes and musky lakes all around us so you know people can uh get their line wet and check out just a really cool event at the same time absolutely and i was going to say it's a one-day event but if you're going to travel to park falls in the middle of june please do not just go for the one day because you got to 
factor in a couple days after or a couple days before and take advantage of some of the great fishing that's in that area and uh, put your St. Croix rod to use and and, uh, have some fun because it is a phenomenal area and a place to be. And and that time of year is just a wonderful time to be in in the great uh, North Woods, isn't it? It is. It's. It's. You know. I'm not going to necessarily curse this and say it's always gorgeous because one time we had a total washout. And <laughs> we had to like sandbag things, and we're, we could have had waiters on. But that that's a, an anomaly. It happens. You know, outdoor events. You always take that risk. But you know, some of the things, the happenings of the day per se. You know, we, we'll, we'll be serving food. Um, we'll have a, a tent set up that shows the rod manufacturing process, which is really cool. There's a casting pond. It's actually where I'll be parked, where we can, you know, not only teach people that haven't used bait cast spinning fly a lot, but also whether they want to get into some more advanced stuff or, you know, like how to, how to set a bait caster the right way or how to eliminate line twist on a reel just from a fishability standpoint. Certain things you do with the bail and keeping line tight and so forth. And obviously the fly things, the fly thing, which has really been fun for years and and then we have uh, seminars going on. I know, I know Brian Brosdell speaking. Uh, all three of the lenders, James, Jeremy, and Al, um, Joe Booker, and then there's others that, that do timed seminars. It's There's an advanced schedule out on that, which is really cool. And then, obviously, there's just all kinds of, you know, people can just shop their brains out. You know, we have factory stores open, and we have specials going on under a tent outside. And it's just a... It's really cool. What's mind-blowing to me is Park Falls, is, if anybody's been up there, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, and the whole town changes that day. It's just like we just get this incredible number of people that come through, but it's like everybody's one big family. That's what's so cool about it, Dave, and we've talked about this before at sports shows, you know, engaging people and surrounding yourself with people that have a common interest, and you find yourself talking to strangers and um, people that have been to the event for 10, 10 years and then others that have never been and everybody just kind of becomes one and that's what's really cool about it. It is a very neat event. I, I have remember seeing in the past the videos of the casting demonstrations that you you do and whether you're a novice or you're intermediate or high level you can go and and watch Dan and he can teach you something and what an opportunity you might be a very experienced uh, person with a spinning rod or or a casting reel but uh, Dan can teach you about fly fishing or you know you might it's something that you you may have an interest in down the road or or maybe you know have a family member, and you can learn a little bit so you can help them because this is a uh, you know definitely an opportunity. And you said the speakers that have the the lenders and and uh, uh, Joe Booker. I mean uh, Brian Brosdahl. Look at the people you can tap into at these seminars and learn from. It, it is a great opportunity, and it, and it is a nice thing that Saint Croix has done for so many years. And how better to celebrate the seventy fifth anniversary of. Uh, St. Croix rods, and uh, I know I absolutely love using mine, and when I have guide clients use them, uh, believe it or not, I've had some guide clients that come into my boat uh, over the years, and they haven't used a St. Croix rod, but they get to use one when they walk into my boat, because that's what I have in there, and you enlighten them, and they get to learn, you know, what's so good about them, and uh, fishability, and how how uh, they can feel everything, sensitivity, and uh, it's, it's just good. I, I, I think... Uh, I'm glad we're talking about this early enough because people have about a month that they can plan to get up there or be there. And if you only have to go for one day, do it. But again, I would go up there and experience what uh, that area has 
uh, Hayward Lakes area up there, all those lakes that are there are so good. Um, I remember when I went up uh, for your uh, your meeting the, the one year, and uh, we I fished on uh, Nelson Lake, and it was just phenomenal fishing. And that's just a small little lake, and there's hundreds of those lakes within I don't know half hour of your of your place there. Yeah, and it's just a gorgeous time of year. The fishing's great. The weather is usually really stable. The water's up. Fish are shallow. You know, so that's just an ancillary benefit to coming up and enjoying the whole day. And, you know, for people that can't attend, we also have a way where they can attend virtually through stinkclairrodfactorystore.com. Um, they can go on and take a look at the events of the day and all the happenings. And, you know, we have a few people do that too, because it is, it is a trip, but I'll tell you, man, it's worth it. I mean, it's, it's, I have, I haven't really talked to anybody, I would say ever. And I've been with St. Croix for a long, long time that has regretted going to that. You know, normally they plan a fishing trip around it, but they show up and it, it, it's really fascinating to know that the rods that are there, that people are looking at, um, regarding our U.S. product are literally built right in the building you're standing next to. It's the largest United States rod manufacturing facility in the country, and it's in the middle of nowhere. That's what makes it cool. And the people up there are so passionate about what they do, and you see that when it just resonates. And not only the people that work for St. Croix directly, but all of our what we call family members that have supported us forever. It's just our way of saying thanks. And again, especially the fact this is our 70th anniversary is going to make it really special. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had gone through the factory tour, but having the tent there with showing the rod manufacturing process is similar to that. You're just not seeing the in the workings of the of the factory and and it probably you couldn't get through the amount of people inside that you can get through on that tent where they can observe and see this and i think you'll get the the feel for how these rods are made i have always said after i went through a factory tour um how could you ever buy anything other than a st croix rod and i believe going through that tent experience is the same thing well, it, it is, you know, you don't get to your point. You don't get to see all of the stages. I mean, there's 32 sets of hands that touch every St. Croix rod before it gets to the angler. And this is a, a, a distilled down version of the primary processes. And But there's people right there, you know, that can explain you through the details and walk you through. We have materials and mandrels and, you know, signage that shows. And it's really, to your point, it's pretty awesome when you thoroughly understand how the rod that you put so much value in taking out fishing is actually made. It's, it, it brings things to full circle and it makes you appreciate it a lot more. I, I think it enhances the whole experience and it's a really cool feature. We, we just started doing that for a couple of years now, that rod manufacturing tent, and it's really been popular. And, um, but again, there's so many other activities as well. It's, it's, it's definitely, definitely worth the trip. Yep, like you said, the food and the uh, fact that you can uh, get the on-hands uh, experience from uh, seminars that are being given or casting demonstrations that you're doing at the casting pond, all of that is uh, just a great opportunity. Uh, 75th anniversary, and what's the date again? Uh, June 17th, Saturday. June 17th, Saturday, and uh, website that they can go to to get the uh, the information or the place they can look to uh, get get information if they can't make it up there. Yeah, well, you can go on St. You know, our website is just uh, stcroyrods.com, but to get the specifics of the day, it's stcroyfactorystore.com. We'll take you there um, for the specific 
had is what we call a customer appreciation day event itself. But there's all kinds of information out there on it. Uh, just mark it in your calendar. It's one of the biggest thing because once you show up, we'll walk you right through what's going on. There's signage and it's kind of cool. We had to have people couple of years ago, we had to have a couple of our internal people literally directing traffic in our parking lot. There were so many people coming in and out. And, and when you see where the factory's located, it's, 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 it's funny to look at how it, like I said, it just gets the whole town buzzing for the day. It's really cool. It is. And uh, having been there, you got to go up there and, and go to Park Falls, see the St. Croix uh, factory, go into the factory store, take a look at the product, meet the people there that are uh, selling and that are making and that are helping you select what you really need to do and uh, always appreciate Dan um, on the podcast and look forward to talking to you next week hey Dave thanks so much as always oh no problem that was Dan Johnston I am Dave Kranz and this segment was brought to you by St. Croix the best rods on earth the We Fish ASA podcast will be right back Probably one of the number one questions I get, you know, what line do I use? That's a big debate. For every tour out there, everybody's debating which line. I choose the simple side. My choice of line is Sunline. My favorite lines to use is Sunline. How all can you use it? Anywhere you want to. Anywhere there's water and bass, it's good. Walleye, catfish, trout, speckled trout, sharks. There we go. Uh, I don't say this unless I think it's true, but honestly, it's the best in the market. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Rule your water. Rule it with a St. Croix rod. Whether you take to the lake, wade the rivers, or cast from shore, St. Croix provides responsive performance, ensuring your success below every surface. With a St. Croix rod in hand, you're a part of a celebrated tradition that has spanned 70 years. Touch, power, and control are right at your fingertips and extend to you the finest fishing experience on the planet. St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Kranz, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. I always like to say every guest I get to interview on this segment has a passion for the outdoors. My next guest certainly does. He is Craig Storms. He is president of Team USA Kayak. Welcome to the program, Craig. Thank you, brother. Nice to be here. Excellent. So we're going to talk kayak Fishing World Championship, which is coming up here on uh, June 2nd. Uh, tell us a little bit about your involvement there. What, what's, uh, what's happening? And, and uh, this is a big event. Well, I believe, I, I, yeah, it's, it's a huge event. And I think it's the week of June 10th, I believe. It okay. culminates on, on that weekend. Um, so we have probably 15 different countries coming around, from around the world coming to Cooksville, Tennessee. To participate in the second World Kayak World Championships, and uh, it's a pretty big deal. 
Yeah, real big deal. I look at the countries that are there, you know, besides the U.S., Mexico, uh, Romania, Canada, England, Spain, Italy, El Salvador, Cuba, Honduras, Guatemala. That That is crazy that um, fishing and especially kayak fishing is now commanding that kind of interest. Well, and, and it's what I've been, you know, I've been in the kayak game for about six years now, you know, when when... I'm also a national sales rep for Dakota Lithium Batteries. So when we first came on the scene, kayaks were our market area. And, uh, you know, I gravitated towards Chad Hoover and the KBF, Kayak Pass Fishing. And so that's really how we came about. And so we've been pushing the kayak game for six years now. And it's so gratifying to see how it's spreading throughout the world. And it's because it's ve- it's very low cost to get in, you know? Yeah. So that's the, be- that's the beauty of it. And that's why all these other countries are just, are just now have such great competitive teams. Yeah. It, and it is a, uh, quite the competition and uh, uh, with all these different countries, tell us the format, how many fish at the same time? What, what's the format there? It's a, it's a five fish limit. Um, but there's also a point system. So it's inches, you know, you accumulate your, you measure it's catch photo release. Um, but there's also an international point system that the governing body uses to determine scores. Okay. And you're going to, and if you ask me that, I'm going to have to tell you, I don't know. No, no problem. So Cooksville, Tennessee is uh, how far in advance are these uh, world championships planned and and, uh, where's it going next? Well, well, we've got two, we've got two planned for next year at Lake Murray. Okay. Um, I believe in April and September. So we're going to have a Pan Am Games one. So the whole purpose of these is to what we're trying to do is get kayaks, kayak fishing as an Olympic event. Absolutely. So that's the goal of with all these international competitions. It makes sense to me. I think it should be that, and I, and I think uh, it's, uh, you know, especially since the with the kayaks, the, they're their own form of propulsion in many cases, aren't they? Correct. Yeah. And that's, that's why we think it'll be the easiest to get an Olympic acceptance because you are, it is an athletic event where you're pumping or pedaling. Yeah, the fact that they got to pump or pedal their device there, the kayak, to to do their sport, that makes a lot of sense to me. Right, and that's why that's why it will be the easiest of the, of the fishing disciplines to get Olympic ex, uh, acceptance. Yeah, yeah, I think... Uh, um, that that's interesting. So how do how do you select the participants? Who's representing the U.S.? Um. So what we did was there was a few that we, you know, we we, we have to you know we're taking a woman no matter where we go. So we have Christine Fisher. Um. And then basically what we've done is we've taken so many so. There's the kayak bass fishing series. There's the Hobie BOS fishing series. And then there's also the Bassmasters kayak series. Yep. So we've taken the top of all three series and melded them into one group. 
Yeah, that makes sense. So you're getting top winners from those. Uh, those are kind of the qualifiers. Right. Well, ne- right. Exactly. So next year with those tournaments I told you about next year, the first one will be a qualifier for the Pan Am Games in September. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, how do people find out about the, this event that's coming to Cooksville? What, is there a website they can go to to, to get more yes, information? US, usangling.org. Usangling.org. And I think, uh, you know, they, they definitely should check that out. And it'll give them the, the dates and the information and the participants and all kinds of things. So this is no money involved. This is, right? This is just bragging rights. This is pay- this is patriotic and medals. There you go. Just like the Olympics is and should be. Yep, yep absolutely. I, I love it, and I, and I think it's great. And that's probably why you're getting all these countries uh, involved. And I believe if other countries see this and see, see it happen, yes. um, they're, they're going to want to get in, too. I mean, I'm, I'm sure... Uh, like you said, we get we get country South American countries. Uh, it's pretty easy for them to come here. Do yeah. the other countries send their kayaks here, or do they get them provided for them when they get here? Um, most of the European countries are have made deals with uh, dealers to provide to provide contact okay. con- kayaks for the tournament. So. Yeah. Um, and we've had a couple, we've had a couple kayak brands step in and offer a couple kayaks for the people who can't, who don't have. So it's all worked out pretty well. Nice. Nice. No, that, that's good. And, 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 and you know, you know, the beauty is they all want to, everybody wants to come to the United States to fish, Dave. You we, know what I mean? We have a lot Nobody of bass here. the fisheries we have. Yeah, we Nobody have a lot. has the fisheries we have. What, you know? what body of water is that in, uh, in Cooksville, Tennessee? Is it part? Is that is that on part of the Tennessee River system? Um, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, there's so many lakes down there. You know, when they do the the yeah. the classic in Knoxville and all the different places there, and you look yeah. at look at how many lakes that tournaments take place there. It's just so many, and uh, yeah. and uh, I'm sure that the that the town is uh, excited to welcome these anglers and the guests that might. Oh, we're having. We're having a parade in the whole nine yards, so they roll out the red carpet for us. Yeah, that is that is pretty amazing and and awesome. That that for fishing, you know, uh, this is this is so important that uh, that it it's the growth and the pathway to becoming an Olympic sport. And I think that um, how can that be a bad thing for fishing in general? Exactly, Dave. Exactly. It's, there's yep. no bad in this at all. It's all good. So, so uh, anybody that wants to uh, to take a look at this, they can go to usangler.org and they can check out everything that's going to uh, be happening. Probably a schedule, probably a list of the participants. Yeah, the itinerary is all there. The itinerary is there. The schedule of events is all there. Um, so they can check out everything at usangling.org. Excellent. Have most of these countries participated here before, or we have some new ones? Do you know? We have new ones. Now, in 2019, we had the first Pan Am game. Yeah. And that was also in Cookville. Okay. Um, so we all participated there. And um, we didn't have a lot of European countries. It was mostly Mexico and Central American countries that came up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one is definitely 
a worldwide event, which is really, really cool. Definitely has an international flavor with these uh, Italy and Spain and yeah. Romania coming there. That That is pretty neat, and I'm sure there'll be more that will eventually uh, yeah. jump on board and, and, and want to get... And England is, you know, we've been talking to the England guys, and they're just so excited to come fish, man. It's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it is, and, and the fact that it's, uh, like you said, a... Uh, you don't have to jump in a $100,000 bass boat to go and play this game. Right. No, and, and that's big. And, and uh, no, I, I think it's exciting and looking forward to uh, seeing what happens here. Uh, uh, coming up here pretty darn quick, just a couple weeks away and uh, th- several it weeks is. away. Or, we're, get, we're getting to the countdown now. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to give this again, usangler.org, and you can check US out. Angling usangling.org right. uh, and they Correct. can check out what's going to happen at the U.S. Kayak uh, Fishing uh, World, World Championship World, World Championship which World is awesome championships. There you go. That, that is up. crazy that is crazy that we have that here and, and we're doing it and it's got to that point and I absolutely love it and uh, you know Craig I'm sure we're going to have to have on the, uh, the winning team and hopefully the U.S. Uh, comes home with the gold or keeps the gold here absolutely and uh we fish for gold brother there you go there's nothing wrong with that i truly appreciate having you on and uh look forward to hearing the results all right brother we'll talk soon yeah we'll thank you when this thing's over and we can talk about the results excellent we will do that thanks craig thanks for having me dave no problem Bye-bye now. That was Craig Storms, president of Team USA Kayak. I am Dave Kranz, and this segment was brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel. For those with a passion for the outdoors, the We Fish ASA podcast will be right back. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Calcutta Outdoors, from bluegill to bluefin, Calcutta Outdoors has the innovative outdoor recreational brands that consumers are looking for. We offer a wide range of trusted products, from fishing rods, combos, and tackle, to coolers, drinkware, outdoor apparel, and marine accessories. Calcutta Outdoors. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Petula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner Dave Kranz is remote. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. 
Please help to ensure the future of fishing by visiting keepamericafishing.org. And you know, if you are any kind of industry professional at all, please consider joining the American Sport Fishing Association by visiting asafishing.org. So many great young anglers in our sport. I am extremely honored to have one of them on today. We had him on this show fairly recently, and lo and behold, he turns around and wins his first elite event of his short career. Uh, a, a short career for now. I'm sure it's going to be a very long career, and we'll be talking about him as 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 one of the one of the. Uh, a veteran pros someday, but for right now, let's let him enjoy his rookie season and his success so far. He is Will Davis Jr. How you doing, Will Davis Jr.? I'm doing good, Mr. Steve. I appreciate you uh, having me on your show. I, ha- happy to do it. Happy to do it. I just I called you and I get the message. Uh, the subscribers' mailbox is full. Was your mailbox full like that before you won the Elite at Lay Lake, or did you get popularity all of a sudden? Yeah, no, sir. No, it it kind of got busy after yesterday, you know. <laughs> Very fortunate to win on my home pond in front of all my family and friends, you know. It still ain't sunk in yet. I'm thinking about I got to get out here and cut this grass there in a little bit and then go pick up my little girl. So it's just, uh, it'll soak in probably when I'm driving to the next event. Oh, un- unbelievable. I remember it wasn't that long ago. I was talking to our, our mutual good friend, uh, Mr. Ken Duke, the editor of Fishing yes, Tech, Fish Tech and Retailer Magazine. And he said, hey, man, you know who you should have on sometime? You ought to have Will Davis on. Uh, he's the father of Will Davis Jr. Will Davis Jr. is uh, uh, one of the uh, bright lights in, in bass fishing. He's a young guy. He's a uh, uh, qualified uh, Qualified for a classic through 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 the nation, and uh, uh, he's good. But uh, man, his old man is really good. Great fisherman, invented the shaky head. Uh, heck, if he had a press agent, they'd probably be calling him the father of finesse fishing right now. But he he didn't get on that. But everybody who's in the know knows that your dad, Will Davis, is a great manufacturer as evidenced by the front of the jersey of the elite winner on Lay Lake. You wear that Davis Bay Company logo proudly. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the reason I'm here is, is because of uh, my parents, his business, and all the sacrifices he's made his whole life, you know, um, just to get me here. So you dang right, I'll wear it loud and proud. Excellent. Excellent. Very, very good. And and, and darn good baits and, and a good guy. We ended up having you guys on, on the show back-to-back, back, uh, one, one of you one week and one the next, and there was two excellent interviews from two real uh, real professionals and gentlemen in the sports. I've, I've, I've told Ken, Ken Duke, I said, say what you want about fishing. Those have to be the most respectful, polite people you'll ever meet uh, talking about fishing. Good, good guys, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, I imagine there's a mom somewhere that had something to do with this. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't want her listening to this and getting mad and saying, "What do they take me for granted for?" I'm the straw that stirs the drink here, man. They would be nothing without me. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. She makes. She makes. Uh, she makes this. Uh, this whole clan over here click just right. I promise you. 
Excellent. So, and and, and uh, you're tending to a, a little baby right now? Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, my wife, uh, it was her first Mother's Day yesterday, so it was uh, great. You know, uh, um, we got an 11-month-old little girl. Um, you know, that's the bad part about this industry. You know, you're away from pretty good bit, you know, so I'm trying to establish myself uh, I hope in the next three or four years. That way that she don't have to work and she can get on the road, me and uh, the little girl probably have another one by the end, and uh, that way that we can just travel. So that's the ultimate goal. Excellent. Absolutely wonderful. I was not fortunate enough to see the weigh-in of the uh, uh, Bassmaster Elite Series when you had it Lay Lake sponsored by Whataburger, but I, I did not see it. Who did you have uh, with you? Who who traveled to uh, Lay Lake with you for the uh, exciting finish? Um. Everybody, okay. you know, uh, everybody, because I live 10, uh, t let's say I live 20 minutes from Beeswax. So with that being said, uh, everybody that has family, friends, and we have a big community right here that fish, and uh, every one of them's daggum hammers. And uh, to get to see all of them and hoist that trophy up front of them, man, it, it does not get no better than that. You know, I, I don't want, there are people who will uh, want to steal your thunder and not give you credit and say, oh, geez, the guy won this thing, but it was his home lake. He's been fishing this his whole life. What, what's what's the big deal? And uh, I, really, I really, really hate that. I hate when people say stuff like that because, uh, I mean, there, there's, there's people who fish a lake their whole life, and then they go out on a Saturday and get skunked like the rest of us recreational fishermen do occasionally or more than occasionally. Um, so to say you know the lake is the reason you won, I, I think totally stinks, not giving you credit in that way. Have you heard any of that? And does that bother you to hear it? No, sir, not at all, not at all. You know, uh, I don't care if you fish in anybody's pond, you know, and you fishing gets, and you know it better than Jason Christie or Brandon Pond. It, them guys are the best in the world at, at looking at their units, fishing different techniques. I mean, they're on a whole nother level. And yeah, I did have some advantage being in my home lake and, uh, you know, worked so hard to get there. And once I got there, I want to make dang sure I done my part to at least have a shot at winning this thing. So you have to have everything go right to win Elite Series event, 100%. And um, it was my home lake. And uh, with that being said, I, I just got real lucky this week and uh, capitalized on, on a few key fish and, and got it done, you know. Uh, I probably won't be back there in a long time, but at least I made, uh, I made hay, you know. For sure, for sure. Hey, you know, I bet you if I would have asked Jason Christie or, or Brandon Brandon uh, Polnick before the event, I couldn't have got them to say, well, we're fishing for second because you got to give first place to Will Davis Jr. It's his home lake. Uh, nobody nobody in that tour is thinking that, that that home lake doesn't enter into that. Uh, nobody's going to gonna look at it and say that you had the advantage. They all thought they had as good a shot as first as you did. Oh, absolutely! Them guys—they're—they're uh, they're not gonna lay down. I promise you, they are the—they're uh, there to uh, to stand up and fight with you toe on toe. So, yeah. 
For sure. They, uh, they know how to do it, too. They know how to do it. They know when to jab and when to throw a punch and when to kick you. <laughs> they know. They know. And uh, so I just uh, I was just ready for the fight this week because I knew it was going to come down as tough as the lake. I knew it was coming down to the last the last day, and it came down to the last hour for me. Uh, it was absolutely incredible. And let me see if I say this right. Your, your hometown right there by Lay Lake is Silicaga? It's uh, Did I Silicaga. Say? Silicaga. 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 Yes, All right. Silicaga. Yes, Silicaga. Great, great, great name. And uh, there are other, uh, there are other uh, really popular, really productive lakes in your Silicaga area beside Lay Lake, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, we got the whole coastal chain. You know, it runs all the way from uh, Weiss all the way down to Neely Henry, down to Logan, Lay, Mitchell, Jordan, uh, Alabama River. And then we also have uh, Lake Martin. Uh, and then we have Harris Lake, which we don't fish a lot of tournaments over there, Weed Alley Lake. And then we have Gunnersville as well, Wheelers. Yeah, we have a lot of lakes, different uh, – Different options here in Alabama. That, that is that is phenomenal, and uh, in my opinion, it is probably the least targeted vacation place for fishermen. Uh, by by comparison, you talk to people today and say, "Hey, you gotta you gotta go hit one lake on a fishing vacation bucket list kind of deal," and they're going to tell you somewhere in Texas, whether it's Ivy or, or Fork or, or or one of those. Uh, I would think that uh, Alabama's got to be promoting this a little bit more. I'd be, I, maybe, maybe you don't want that being a resident, but I would think a lot more people could be headed for Alabama for uh, vacations that include fishing than are doing right now. And Alabama's a state that's got a lot to offer as far as tourism, even beside fishing. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we have a. Uh a lot of places that you can hunt and all kinds of stuff, you know. Uh, and another thing about Alabama is you got the beach, too, which is three and a half hour from me, so that's that's real convenient for me, too. I say, yeah. you know, the, 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 the coastline is beautiful, and uh, I think uh, Mobile is one of the nicest cities in the country, and I, I, I don't want to ruin it for, for you all, because may, maybe you don't want foreigners coming down. I say foreigners, but... Uh, uh, that uh, uh, Mobile Mardi Gras is something nobody knows about, but it's one of the biggest events and one of the coolest things you could ever want to attend. Everybody thinks about New Orleans, but, man, Mobile's Mardi Gras doesn't take second place to nothing. That's right. That's right, absolutely. And I, and I so no, he's inviting all those drunken New Orleans people down here to ruin our Mardi Gras. Why is he doing that? <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. I'm just trying to help you out in, in the state. Well, you know, you're a proud Alabaman. Uh, your family are, are, are proud Alabamans. You said I go a, a, a little bit extra. I got to get this one question in. I read something where you said that you were not excited when Lay appeared on the schedule, uh, and I would have thought you'd been doing uh, cartwheels, but wh why did that not excite you? Well, being from here, my dad and me has spent countless hours through all the years, you know, me growing up and, you know, before I even was born, you know, his places, 
became my places as far as fishing spots and then we've developed over the years get more and more and finally figured out our routine that actually worked here and won a lot of money here like hundreds of thousands on on just lay like alone and with that being said when they came here i was like or i seen it on the on the schedule i was like golly now i'm about to expose every bit of it and uh luckily um some of my key places they wouldn't bite that so that that really helped me <laughs> uh helped my feelings at least but i exposed a couple of deals but you know i'll take a hundred grand any day to expose some fishing spots oh for sure that's that's amazing yeah so so basically when you saw lay lake on the schedule you said oh dang i'm gonna have to teach the world how to fish lay lake and just make it tougher for me in the future Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Hey, th thanks for the lesson. I'm sure the world appreciates it. And happy to see you get the hundred thousand instead of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Man, that is so cool. Well, let's take a quick break. We come back. Got a lot to talk to you about. Will Davis Jr., one of the nicest young men in the fishing business, and. One of the best fishermen around, man. He has uh, got a good shot at Rookie of the Year. He's in the running for Angler of the Year. He's riding high. He is what you call a hot stick for sure. He's Will Davis Jr. This is We Fish ASA. I am Steve Sarley, and we will be right back after this. You know, when I look at the tournaments I've won, probably... Four or five of the boats that I've won have been on a tube, but I had completely gotten away from flipping a tube because nobody, nobody made one soft enough. Big Bite has come with this new tour series of baits. The thing that's probably the most unique is when you look at that bait, the salt just rolls out of it. And to me, that is the reason a fish bites a tube and hangs on to it. This isn't one of those, let's go out and catch some smallmouth tube. This is a let's get it done tube. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Petula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. The St. Croix story has evolved over 70 years. With gritty determination, St. Croix built the most advanced fishing rod facility in the world. And with it, a world-class brand that has earned the respect and admiration of anglers around the planet. We will continue to challenge ourselves, our employees, and our partners to be the best every day. We're proud to celebrate 70 years of passion and commitment to making the best rods on earth, St. Croix. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I'm Steve Sarley. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. And please join me in welcoming Will Davis Jr., the winner of the Bassmaster Elite event just this past weekend on Lay Lake in Alabama. Will tell us how you caught them day by day. Start out with start out with pre-fishing. How was pre-fishing Lay Lake for this event? Uh, 
free fishing was uh, kind of boring, to be honest with you, because I couldn't hit nothing that would let them guys know I hit. So I just kind of ride around and mark some brush piles and throw a jerk bait in them and all that good stuff. So I never got in sight of the uh, the tail race up there. I never did, you know. Um, I started on a few, a couple mornings I started on a few shad on areas that I knew I never made a cast in them. I just sat back and watched and see what, what kind of activity was going on. And uh, that was about it for practice. Uh, is, is, the water, you know, is the water clear enough to side fish? Yes, sir. In certain areas, for sure. And you were fishing shallow for the most part, right? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. From, you know, two to five foot. Two to five foot. I think... Uh, I think I saw that Paulnick said he didn't catch a fish deeper than three feet, which is a surprise. Yes, sir. Yeah, they live shallow there. Uh, every year, you know, there'll be a half a fish go hour 75%, move out deep, you know, the original uh, tradition patterns. But there's that 25% that lives there year-round, and most of them are largemouth, those spots. They don't, they're more... Uh, more of a deep water fish, so they don't hang up shallow. Okay, all right. So, so, yes, you, so you finish, you finish pre-fishing, and you got to the actual event, and you're just ready to slay them on day one, right? Well, I wouldn't say that. I I was ready to just go out there and see what them places that I've got, see what they could produce, and you know, I started off on a shad spawn, caught a couple, and I caught one big one, and then. After that, I I run up to the tail race. Well, excuse me. I went and caught some bedding fish, and then I pulled up on a spook spot, caught a, caught a couple, and finished out my limit, and then went and tried another bedding place. Come back to my spook spot, and I throw up there, and I, I have a double three-pounder and about a four-and-a-half-pound spot on there, and I get on the boat, and, of course, the big one gets off. And so I head up north towards the tail race and went up there, and uh, they turned two turbines on, and it, it pushed them fish to the bank, and I caught caught one big one, lost one, and then caught another big one, and then it was time to go back to weigh in. And I had almost 16 pounds that day. Wow. Uh, day, yes, sir. Day two, it was a lot better, but I did not have a fish to 10 o'clock. Oh. Uh, went, I, I fished up there all day, basically. Caught every fish. Uh, I'd say from 280 Bridge to the dam up there, um, I caught a couple you know, key fish. I had almost a six pound large mouth, and then I had a uh, he come off a piece of wood. And then uh, on my way up there, I had a couple of trees I like to fish. And then when I got up there, I caught four, you know, big spots. And uh, I had 18, four, whatever that yeah. day. And then this, and then that may be to the cut. So I know I was getting paid, you know. So you kind of relax a little bit more. Just a little bit in your mind when you know you're going to get paid. So, third day I go out there and I start up there. Damn. Yeah. And I couldn't catch them. I couldn't catch them. Couldn't catch them. Well, I had to change up a little bit and called, uh, called some fish on a certain deal that I've been saving for the third day. I pulled out there and caught, uh, caught two really nice spotted bass. And then, and, um, pulled over to another little place and caught two more nice spotted bass. Well, and a keeper. So I head down down the lake and stopped on a rock pile I got. 
threw out there and caught a four pound spot. I said, well, all right, that's, that's good. You know, I got close to 15 pounds and that was based on what I had that day. Well, Jason Christie comes in there with a big bag, but you know, he had a nine four. That's a giant, you know, everybody's like, oh, he wouldn't have heard that if he had his nine four. Well, that, that right there counts just as much as that two powder in there. Yeah. So I get through, uh, well, that day, and we get we get up next morning, we get out there, and uh, start, or yesterday, I started on my swimming jig uh, fish, and a new little section I pulled up to, and I caught a two-and-a-half-pounder, and I run up, fish my rock pile, where I caught a four-pounder late yesterday, pull up there, first cast or second cast, I catch a three-pounder, and then I go up tail race, and I catch another th- about three-pounder, and a dink. Well, next thing I know, I've done run everything up here, and I'm just not feeling it, and it's 1 o'clock. So I run back down and hit my rock pile again and my piece of wood or whatever, and I uh, never got bit there. So I pull in a, in a creek, and I go in there, and there's a big uh, um, a big one that just pulled up trying to spawn. Well, she wouldn't bite nothing, so I tied on a, a jerk bait, changed out the hooks to Gamagatsu number four, EWGs, threw it out there. She, I had it sitting up. If you'll watch the video, I just had it sitting in the water as a floater, long eight. Yeah. And uh, it was just sitting there. And when she come about two foot from it, I jerk, 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 she come over there and she just sucked it right in. And she come up and jump, got her, got her down. And I got to put my hand down. She jumps over my hand. And then I get her back <laughs> up there and the, and the back of the hook comes uh-huh. out and, bur- and buries in my thumb. Well, at this time, lesson learned, I had some cutters in my boat, but they wasn't like um, like wire cutters. They just pliers, you know. Well, it, uh-uh. was, so, it was so short of a hook bend, I couldn't, there wasn't no way to pop it out with line or cut it. So I had to take it, ice it, and then push it through. And uh, I went out to the mouth of the river. I had to find somebody that had something to cut it. Cut the barb off, and I went out there, and this this guy um, was at the mouth of the the creek. He he was been watching me all day on live, and I get to show where I was at. And I said, "Man, you got some cutters?" He said, "Absolutely." He gave them to me. I cut it out, backed it out, and I had thirty minutes to go before I had to make my run back down. I go back in there, and there's a there's a four pounder that I went in there to catch, but she wasn't there when I went in there. I couldn't see her. Well, the sun came out, I could see her, but she wouldn't bite nothing. So I had about 20 minutes left now. I've been fooling with her for a little bit. Pick up that jerk bait again, throw it in there and catch her. And then I knew that I was either going to win by a pound or win by five ounces or lose the same the other way. So I knew it was going to be close oh. in my mind, you know. Oh. So, yep, it was, uh, it was very... Uh, very exciting last hour for me, to say the least. Oh my goodness, that is that's uh, you couldn't write a story like that. Hey, that wasn't the first time you ever impaled yourself on a hook like that, I'm sure, right? No, sir, that was number three for me in my lifetime. I, I, I'll tell you, I remember, I remember my first, and if nobody's done that, that is uh, that's a definitive life moment. Is you want that hook out of your body more than anything else, but you got to push it in a second time to get it out. That that that'll. I don't mean to be sexist or anything, but man, that'll make a man out of you. <laughs> Do that, doesn't it? 
Oh boy, it's a, it's a, you talking about a, uh, a, uh, life changing event. Yeah, no, <laughs> you never have one. No there? kidding. Hope it, hope it doesn't happen again. You, you ended up winning by how much? Uh, I think three ounces. Three ounces and, uh, it's not his interview, but to bring his name up again, uh, Brandon Polnick, he, lost to you because he had a four ounce penalty for bringing in a dead fish man oh man uh do you look at that and say thank goodness that wasn't me i i I couldn't get over that no you know i like i like brandon and he's a good humble guy and uh, represents the sport very well and uh you know i i hate it happening you know uh you know because it could easily be been me that had a dead fish, but it was my time. And uh, oh, it, it's your, it's it, when your time ain't nothing that it was your time. Wrong. It was your time. This is your time. This is your career. This is the start of the of the uh, Will Davis Jr. legend. You know, when when you think about it, uh, you ever think that uh, twenty five years from now we'll be talking on the we'll be talking or you'll be doing interviews and. They'll be asking you about, hey, remember when you were a rookie 25 years ago and now you've got all this money and awards? Uh, how far out can you imagine your career going at this point? I don't know, Mr. Steve. You know, I'm just going to stay humbled and keep on fishing. Uh, and as long as I still have the passion for the sport, you know, I'm going to, I feel like it's going to go for a long time. You know, a long time. I, I don't I don't know you well. We've just gotten to know each other a little bit and from what I see I really like. I can't imagine you ever being cocky. Uh I can't imagine you ever being conceited, but you know, you just got you gotta get a tough edge because you gotta learn to say no too, because otherwise you'll be getting calls on Sundays from people like me for the rest of your life asking you for a half an hour to do an interview when you really don't have a half an hour. So uh, it's a no. it's a tough thing, and I, and I thank you for doing that. What what baits work the best for you? And feel free to to mention your dad and his company if you use any of his stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I caught uh, the majority of my fish on the Davis uh, bait companies, uh, Little Wheel, Shaky at three sixteenths with the original Shaky Worm, which is made by us too, Green Pumpkin. Um, and then I, I caught, you know, five or six. I weighed in on that. Every, you know, no, it was more than that. I think eight or nine. That's probably the most I've caught that I weighed in on one bait. The other bait was a uh, shaky fish that Davis Bait Company makes also. That's a half ounce with a X-Swim fat minnow on it, bait fish. And I dipped the tail in chartreuse a little bit. Kind of matches the forwards up there. Um, and then um, I caught them. Swimming a jig in the grass is uh, uh, Davis Bait Company. It's called a uh, the Beast uh, quarter ounce, and I was throwing a uh, Zoom uh, Z Crawl Junior on it. Uh, that color was a uh, um, God, it was a shad color. I think over here is a blue glimmer, blue glimmer shad color. As far as our bait, I think that was a pearl uh, Z Crawl, and then I caught a few on a fighting frog on the bed. Um, and that's that's basically it. Excellent, excellent, great stuff, great stuff. Will Davis Jr. 
using baits made by his dad, Will Davis Sr., fishing his rookie season on the elites. He goes out and wins his first event. Man, how many people have done that, won won an elite event in their first year of fishing the elites? Not many. It's something special. He is a special fisherman. Did it on Lay Lake, uh, real close to his home of Sylacauga, Alabama. Can't imagine being the spectators out in their boats, following you, watching, saying, hey, man, look at that. One of us is going to get that big trophy today. They must have been so charged up. What excitement, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. It magnified it by a thousand. Oh, I can't imagine. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Say hi to your dad. Say hi to your wife. And I hope you're home for when that, uh, that baby girl's first birthday is, which is coming up soon. I hope you're not out fishing. No, sir. I'll be at home. Excellent. Excellent. Well, you take care of that family and uh, win again. We'd love to talk to you in the near future, Will Davis Jr. You take care. Uh, thank you for having me on your show again. Excellent. You take care, too. Excellent. So very good, Will Davis Jr. That wraps up this week's edition of the We Fish ASA podcast, the best iron fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. I'd like to thank today's guest, Dan Johnston from St. Croix. The folks from U.S. Angling talking about the Kayak Fishing World Championship. Can't wait for that to happen. And can't wait to see this guy fish again, Will Davis Jr., Bassmaster Elite Fisherman. He's right up there in the standings for Rookie of the Year. He's up there for Angler of the Year. He just won a big event at Lay Lake in Alabama. Will Davis Jr. I'd like to thank our sponsors, St. Croix, the best rods on earth, Calcutta, makers of a lot of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, and Daiwa. We've got your bass covered. Boy, they sure do. Daiwa reels. Remember that We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. Don't forget to check out our website, wefishasa.com. We answer all your letters, so please fire away. If you like what you hear, please let us know. If you have something you'd like to hear us talk about or someone we ought to have on this show, let us know that too. I'm Steve Surley. My partner's Dave Kranz. We'll see you next week. Now, let's go fishing. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, What's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit keepamericafishing.org and pledge to pitch it.